Chapter 24 The truck came to a stop on the side of a dirt road. Caleb got out and took a few steps down into a ditch, unbuttoning his pants and removing himself to urinate. The day was brighter than ever. Flies the size of pearls swarmed in his face. They made humming noises as if motorized. Caleb swatted at them with his free hand. He had the razor blade cramped between his teeth as he squinted with both eyes far off into the thick trees. He heard movement, but didn't have time to inspect it further. Finishing the last of his piss with a shake before pulling his pants around himself and drying his hand in his hair. The sun was the color of inexpensive cheese. It stood behind a canopy of leaves and limbs. Caleb had never liked the sun, but today it only mocked him slightly and only burned his shoulders. He began to hum as he rubbed a palm over the hairs on his stomach the hand shook uncontrollably, excited for the things to come. He looked back at his truck. It sat perched on the road. Inside it, with her beautiful skin pressed to the glass, Laura slept like a dog, streaking the window with the breath from her nose. A smile pulled to one side of Caleb's face. He adjusted himself while climbing up the stones lining the ditch. He pulled open his door and climbed back inside, reaching over to stroke her hair. His callous palm scraped along her ear and temple. Laura stirred, but didn't make a sound. Caleb wondered how long she would stay asleep. The ceremony he had planned would not work with her unconscious. At some point, he would need to wake her up. The sound of life as it swam in and out of her lungs aroused him. He adjusted himself once more, this time with a firm tug to his crotch. He chewed at his lip, resisting the urge to kiss her again. He wanted to kiss her badly, but soon enough he would have the chance whenever he wanted when the ropes and wires came off and her limbs were his to move and position. The first thing he'd do was brush her pretty hair. He knew just what brush he would use, too. The silver one with the mirrored back. It was, after all, her favorite. Earlier, when she'd used his private bathroom, he'd watched her pick it up and admire its weight and grip. His private bathroom had many holes hidden in the walls, and Caleb only used them to spy on certain guests. But Laura was not just any guest. She belonged to him. He'd spurt right out onto his thumb and down his knuckles just as she picked up the brush and gazed into her own reflection in it. Caleb sucked at his fingers and then squeezed her arm and shoulder. Laura was actually awake, wide awake. She was just pretending to be asleep. 
For the last ten minutes of the drive, she'd been thinking of a plan. From somewhere deep inside her, a voice had started speaking quietly. A voice that told her to stay calm and not panic. The voice also told her to not open her eyes and to not think about the binding cables that cut into her wrists, arms, thighs, and ankles. She was wrapped like a cocoon. Even her elbows would not budge. But she was relieved Caleb had pulled the tape off her mouth. At least now she could breathe. Breathing was all her mind needed to stay alive and think. Caleb's aggressive kisses had been a worthy price for the cool air that poured in and out of her now. At any moment, she would have the strength to move. Any moment, it would happen. Behind her, lodged in the crease of the seat, her fingers found a thin, sharp, metal object. It was a razor blade. There were a lot of them in the car, lying everywhere. The last time her eyes had been opened, she'd noticed several scattered on the floor and along the top of the dash. Laura cut the ends of her fingers as she dug between the seat, trying to pull the blade out from inside the crack. Only the top knuckles of her fingers could move. The rest of her hand had gone numb. The blade wiggled in place, but she landed the pad of her index finger on top of it and started to slide it up. The truck bobbed up and down over the road and her limp body would jerk back forth. She kept herself from correcting a fall and tipped back onto Caleb's shoulder, still not letting on that she was awake. Caleb squeezed at her breast and pulled her closer, kissing her forehead. Laura worked the razor blade up between her fingers and thumb, turning it so the blade side rested against the wire around her hands. They were wrapped all the way from her wrists to her fingers. It was a cruel and disturbing work of bondage, but oddly helpful in escaping. She moved the blade back and forth over the first wire it touched. Her finger and thumb strained to not drop it. The truck rattled and shook. She used each bump in the road to discreetly adjust her lean in the seat. Caleb was running the tips of his fingers back and forth over Laura's lips. She could taste his blood on them. She would start to choke and want to cough, but her mind kept her at work with the blade. So she swallowed the flavor. She was sitting on her hands, so Caleb didn't notice when the first wire popped and a bit of tension eased off her fingers. Laura remained motionless while bringing the blade up to the second wire. This one must have been pulled too tightly because right as the blade landed, it broke instantly. When it did, almost all the wires around her hands and wrists went loose. Laura felt blood running to the veins of her fingers and palms. It was warm but cold at the same time. The loud, screaming music was still blaring. Caleb hadn't heard the wire break. 
He steered with one hand, with his other arm over Laura's shoulder. He was snuggling in close, like a teenager in a drive-in movie theater. Laura slowly parted her hands. Whatever wire the blade had broken was an important one, because now both her hands were completely free. She backed her palms away from each other and squeezed them separately into fists and then flexed them outward. Now her wrists could move, and she twirled them around and around in the seat behind her ass. Another crack in the road jostled the truck. Caleb squeezed her tighter as she flexed her arms to gauge how much room there was to maneuver. There wasn't much. A wire ran across her chest, pinning both her elbows to her sides. If she were to make a move now, she would need that wire broken off as well. Then the voice in her head spoke. Just ask him, it said. The voice was right. Any movement at this point would only make Caleb stop the truck and retie her hands. It was time for manipulation. Laura stirred softly as if waking from a dream, cooing at the mouth sniffing. Then she scratched her nose on his shoulder and nuzzled into him. Then she started moaning. Caleb took his hand off her shoulder and put it back into her hair, whispering into the top of her head and kissing her ear. Are you dreaming? he asked softly. Laura bobbed along with the road as if still asleep, faking a breathy tone. Baby, she moaned. Baby, my boobs. She squirmed a little, leaving her hands behind her, wiping her face over his shoulder again, continuing to moan like a child. My boobs, she whined. My boobs hurt. Laura let her voice trail off, drooling a bit. Caleb kissed her head. Is the wire on your boobs hurting you? he asked. He pulled his arm up off of her and put it on the wheel, reaching his left hand over to her chest and feeling at her breasts beneath the tight wire wrapped across them. I don't want to hurt your boobs, he said playfully. Caleb ran his hand back and forth over her chest. His breath became heavy with excitement. Laura snuggled tighter into him. She moaned as if his touch was soothing. She peeked open her eyes just a little and was staring into Caleb's lap. He was aroused. The thing growing in his pants moved around like a blind lizard under a blanket, lifting its head aimlessly and searching for a way out. Caleb's hand was shaking as it pawed at the tops of her breasts through her sweater. He pulled back the hand and whimpered, searching over the dash and grabbing at a few blades lying near the windshield. The truck roared and the music exploded with static and screams. He swerved around a line of trees while digging over the dashboard for one of the blades. 
Now they dipped to a steep decline and began to pick up speed. A bump lifted them airborne as they flew down the road with the accelerator to the floor. Caleb minded the road with his eyes, but slowly worked one of the blades along the wire around her chest and arms, glancing over every half second to make sure he didn't cut her. He would never forgive himself if he scarred her breasts before he got to see them. The road went straight for a length, so he turned in his seat to work at the wire better. Soon it would break, and he could use the blade to remove the sweater then the bra, if needed. He smiled, and the black hairs on his face stood on end. Caleb pulled at the cut in the wire, and it snapped. Laura's arms went loose at her sides. She let them hang there, waiting for the feeling to come back to them. They pulsated with the pounding in her head. She opened her eyes a little more, but kept her head resting on his shoulder. Now Caleb was squeezing both of Laura's breasts and making chewing sounds with his mouth. Laura looked out at the dry, empty road in front of them. The sky had vanished behind dead, weaving branches, and a light rain had begun to fall. She looked at the digital clock on the stereo. It was 8.23 a.m., she had only been knocked out for maybe an hour. She looked back up at the road. Down along the left side was a wide tree standing just past the gravel shoulder on a rise before a ditch. Caleb's hand moved onto her lap and began working up her shirt and feeling along her bra, slowly pulling it down. His breathing was erratic and squeaky. His fingers hesitated. Laura focused her eyes on the tree, waiting until Caleb's hand slid all the way inside her bra and cupped her right breast entirely. Caleb moaned. Laura lifted her head off of his shoulder and screamed, grabbing the steering wheel with both hands and jerking it left. The truck went into a hard swerve and the tires squealed. There was no time for Caleb to react. One of his hands was pinned under her shirt. The other scrambled for control of the wheel. But Laura swung the weight of her body into the turn and held it tight. The truck collided head-on with the tree at full speed in an explosion of glass and smoke. Laura was thrown to the seat of the cab like a worm in a bucket. Her thighs and calves were still wired tightly together down to her ankles. Upon impact, the music stopped abruptly and was replaced by the sound of hissing fluids and crackling flames. The airbags deployed uselessly several seconds after the crash, first puffing with a single gust of air before weakly deflating. The lower half of Caleb's body sat belted in the seat, but the rest of him was strewn across the dash and onto the hood of the truck. He'd been decapitated by the windshield. His head laid a few yards up the road at the bottom of the ravine. His chest and arms were ripped open and hung from the hole 
in the glass. His organs spilled over his lap. Jagged, broken ends of the bones in his shoulders and arms stuck out from his skin. He no longer looked human. He looked more like a smashed-apart insect, with his limbs lying in pieces and smeared all around him. His ribs were crushed, and his pink, frothy lungs oozed out his sides. Laura laid on the floor of the cab, looking up at him. He was very dead. Laura wondered if she was dead, too. If she'd been decapitated, too, and was now just a head lying at his feet. She couldn't feel a thing except the blood in her mouth and the floor against her temple. A tall black bird landed on the hood of the truck and poked its head inside, darting its eyes around and shouting in a squawk. It took a few dancing steps along the dashboard and climbed onto the steering wheel with its taloned feet. It started to peck and eat at some of Caleb's flesh, tilting its head back and forth with each bite before stabbing its beak into the deeper wounds and pulling out long strands of gore. The bird chomped at them, throwing back its head to swallow. It looked like it was laughing. More birds began to show up, some of them clawing at the unbroken glass in the driver's side window. One of the birds hopped down from the dash and disappeared somewhere on the floor behind her. She could feel it start to peck at her back, and she flinched, realizing that her body was still attached. Her head spasmed and shook. She felt around on the floor with her hands and turned from her side onto her stomach, pushing herself to her knees and climbing up onto the seat next to Caleb's body while batting away a few of the birds. The air outside was gray and empty. The trees stirred lightly in the wind. Laura touched at her chest and her neck and was amazed to find herself intact and unbroken. Even her legs wiggled while still tied together. She pulled a long, thin shard of glass out from beneath Caleb's collarbone and began using it to cut the plastic wire around her thighs. The glass broke. She reached to the floor and picked up another razor blade. She hummed as she worked along down her legs, cutting the wires one by one and smiling to herself as each one popped loose and fell to the floor. Once the final one around her ankles came off, she rubbed her hands up and down her legs and slapped at her thighs. The passenger door was bent and mangled. It wouldn't budge, so she tipped to her side and pressed a shoulder into Caleb for support as she kicked at the door until it fell from its hinges and landed in the grass. She climbed out and stood in the road, wiping blood off her face and out of her hair. Then she walked down to the ravine and looked at Caleb's severed head lying in a thin stream of black water. It was face down. She knelt and turned it over. 
His eyes no longer looked at her or anything, but gazed outward past the sky above them. She let the head drop from her hands and stood up, looking down at it for another moment. Then she turned and climbed out of the ditch and around the truck, swatting at a few more birds. There were pieces of Caleb hanging from their beaks and claws. She leaned into the passenger side of the truck and opened the glove compartment. Inside was a book of matches, a pack of cigarettes, a few CDs, and a large handgun. Laura didn't know much about guns, but she picked it up and felt its incredible weight in her hands. She gripped it by the handle and pointed it, mimicking a cowboy and testing its sights. She pressed at a lever near the top, and the cylinder popped out to one side. The gun was loaded. She turned the cylinder slowly, then gently locked it back in place. She found the safety on the other side and set it before sliding the gun behind her back and into her waistline. It fit there snugly, and she covered it with her sweater. She dug around in the glove box and found a few loose bullets and pocketed them along with the cigarettes and matches. Then she picked up one of the CDs, then another. All of them had upside-down writing and disturbing symbols printed on them. There were no titles or cases, so she picked the one that looked the scariest. It had three images along the top. One was a clock with no hands. The second was a three-pointed star with an eye in the center. The last was a spider rearing its legs back to attack. Laura smirked at the CD, turning it in her hands. She looked at her own bloodied reflection in the back of the disc. She pulled up her sweater and tucked the CD into her bra. Then she pulled out one of the cigarettes from her pocket. She walked around to the bed of the truck and looked inside. There was some old rotted boards and loose bricks and a couple plastic bags and a spare tire. And pinned between the tire and the cab was a gas can. She shoved the tire aside and pulled the can out and shook it. It had a few splashes left in the bottom. She unscrewed the cap and walked back to the passenger side, throwing the gasoline onto Caleb's body and the seat beside him. Then she threw the can onto his lap and pulled out one of the matches, striking it on the dash and lighting her cigarette with it before tossing it onto the seat. At first, just the fumes began to burn with airy yellow flames. But soon, the seat's material and stuffing caught fire, and smoke began to rise out of the broken glass and hanging doors. All the birds started flapping and yelling as they continued to fight and pick at Caleb's limbs and organs among the growing flames. Their black eyes cast reflections red. Laura turned away and walked up the road.